0: Hi guys, so welcome back to Jolly's Choice Podcast. I think this is like my episode 15, 16? Ah, okay, yeah. Um, I'm really grateful that everyone's actually staying tuned and I really recognize that um, the previous episode that I did with Beldrick about how he chose to choose uh, to follow his purpose uh, was a really good uh, podcast episode. Um, I hope I could do more like that where it shows everyone following the path that they want to do and so today's episode kind of similar but i think like before you actually really get to know what you really want to do or like pursue your purpose i think you really need to get to know yourself so today it will be all about identity so we'll be like reveling unraveling your authentic self and what does that mean? So um, so I'll start off with like sharing like what stage I am right now. So the stage I am currently, I, I feel like I'm actually getting to know myself again, even though I kind of know who I am. But I feel like there are aspects of me where I grew up rejecting myself. Like, for example, I would reject myself that I'm very sensitive. I would cry. And then my family members would tell me, like, oh, you're being so overdramatic. But then actually... Um, it's not it's, it's normal to cry it's okay to cry you're not being over dramatic or anything like that and so that's something that i learned to to kind of meet myself again to kind of recognize that i'm not going to reject this part of myself i am sensitive i i will cry if something like kind of touches me it's because i am a sensitive person and and i'm not going to reject that part anymore because that is who i am that is who i and authentically and also like in my previous episode i shared that how angela my friend where she shared about uh moving to new york and she's just so wholeheartedly herself and i thought it's something that um that we could all you know, learn. we we play roles like different roles in society eyes so or even in your family uh you are either the big sister the big brother and you have to take care of your siblings you have to seem like you're the strong one but i think Everyone needs to know that you do not always need to be the strong one. If you need to be in a space to be vulnerable, and that's okay as well. So, yeah. So, honestly, like before I really got to know myself again, (laughs) uh, it's not like as if like, oh, I don't know who I am. It was more of like realizing that and differentiating who I think I am and who I genuinely and am authentically without the expectations of society and family or friends and that this is me and and so i i would like to give like my personal account and also like um in a way it was an arduous journey and it was kind of like you know imagine like a snake you know a snake sheds its skin right and it comes becomes a new skin it's not like the snake um changes it just sheds a skin it's not necessary like you're going to change like 580 degrees (laughs) i'm just joking but anyway uh what inspired me to do this podcast was actually um during one of my therapy sessions my, my therapist was sharing with me how like there's this um, psychologist called Eric Erickson and he he talks about the different layer not different layers, but a different age bracket that you are in where you will be focusing on different things. So for example, maybe like if you're in the your 23 to 27 years old, you're kind of like struggling between intimacy and isolation. My therapist was sharing with me how like a certain age group, we were talking about like between kindergarten age group where I was kind of trying to figure out autonomous how to be independent at the age group because during like a certain age group you're you're kind of learning how to be independent or or along those lines so like let's say for example if you're In the age group of 23 to 27, you're kind of like, not struggling, but it's more of a theme for you. It's between intimacy and isolation. And I was also considering my uh, demographics of my podcast audience where you guys are all around my age group as well. And I thought this would be quite relevant because how is this relevant? How is identity relevant to these themes of intimacy and isolation? I think... Um, This is definitely going to be a very long-term podcast episode because I think while you are are not struggling, but you are having this theme of intimacy and isolation, I think it's very important if we go back to the root of our identity. And I think that's super important to talk about uh, because if you don't really truly know what are your triggers or what really affects you and how you your behaviour actually impacts other people, you will not be able to form genuine intimacy and you might choose isolation instead which you know we're all human beings our natural state is to always socialize and and there's nothing wrong to always social like want to be part of a group and to want to belong right but this is not about identity so this 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 episode what i'm not going to talk about is not about finding out who you are when you're like 18 19 age group where you're still trying to like figure it out and you think you're also like at that stage i think this this stage um or maybe for me, at least, I, I mean, it depends on where you are right now. For me, at least, it's more of I know who I am, but I think there are other parts of myself that I need to stop rejecting, not just keep following blindly that this is what society wants me to be. I need to follow that role. And and I think we need to have more conversations about this because this is so important Um, the way I hear some of my friends, the way they talk about how they feel like they need to be identified with a certain career or like, for example, maybe you're a friend of mine who makes music and you feel like you have to play a certain role because you make music, you know. But that's not the case. I think um, we need to kind of release that in a sense. Um, Not in the sense of releasing it, but like kind of letting go of that notion you know Um, this episode was about what do i mean by unraveling authentic self i I genuinely mean to stop not i mean not now but like eventually to stop rejecting certain aspects of yourself that you feel does not go along with this that, that, that does not go along with this story or this role that you have created or not even you created but other people have created for you i think it's more about really like like, in a way, kind of getting to know yourself, kind of getting to know and kind of really, like, slowly ease into the fact that, hey, this is this is kind of who I am and why am I rejecting it, you know? Like, question yourself, like, why not accept it? Like, wh- what's the big deal? Is the big deal because I'm rejecting it because of other people, like, making it seem like it's a bad um, notion to be, like, a certain way to be bossy, to be... Um, sensitive you know whatever personality it is you know or to be angry all the time so so I really wanted to like talk about this authentic self for like um, our age group and you might be at different stages of your of wherever you are and that's okay okay I just want to reassure everyone that it's okay because let's say you are at because where you are at right now can come from a very wide spectrum. Perhaps you're the kind of person that, you know, you you know who you are, you love everything about yourself, you know, you love your strengths, you love your weaknesses, but you're still loving certain parts of yourself that you have not kind of fully accepted. It could be like a hidden kink, it could be a hidden... um fetish that you have and you haven't really accepted yourself yes i know i just say that but you guys are all grown adults i believe in you (laughs) so or you could still be trying to you could be unknowingly rejecting parts of yourself like you think that you know everything about yourself you love everything about yourself but then there's some parts of you you keep rejecting it and you are like in a way like stamping it down but it keeps popping up it keeps like re, re be reoccurring like it keeps coming back to you to bite you so there's something like you could be unknowingly rejecting parts of yourself or you could be at a spectrum where you kind of hate some parts of yourself and like some parts of yourself you know it doesn't really matter which spectrum you are at because I ultimately um identity everyone thinks that oh you need to form your identity by like age 30 if not you know it's it's solidified you can't change it. and I don't think that's true I think identity is not really a linear curve. You don't really go up like every like step of the way. Like oh, okay, five, ten, you know, points. You know, there's not a point system. Um, I think identity, either forming it, getting to know yourself, re-understanding yourself again, and I use the word re-understanding for a very good reason. Okay, this isn't just understanding yourself. It isn't like oh, this is who I am. It is you. You're at a stage where you thought you knew yourself but then somehow some events especially after 2020 you kind of have to re-get to know yourself again you know, re-understand and so um, I want to say that identity is really an evolving journey you could one day change all of a sudden not like instantaneously but it could be something that oh I really am this kind of person you know and so You know, and you may not be the same person as who you might think you are right now down the road. You might change, and that's okay. Like, you need to change. Everyone needs to change. And change is, like, the only constant. So, I hope perhaps it's more of an understanding where uh, you see yourself in your identity. You know, you could be at a stage where you hardcore know who you are. Like, you know everything about yourself. You know know your strengths, your weaknesses and you think, I accept it, you know. You, you could be at that stage, and that's fine, um, but that rigid mindset might cause you a lot of pain when you start to change. What do I mean? So let's say, for example, you start to, like you move out from the banking sector and you move into, like, climbing or, like, sports or, you know, you're gym trainer. You know, gym, uh, trainer. And, you, know you, you came from this different prestige and now you are changing to a different type of career that is still prestigious because we still need gym trainers, we still need coaches, right? Uh, and so it's okay when you go through life and pain or suffering, you you change in a sense, like... You will have to or you will you might actually re-get to know yourself and be like, Oh okay, maybe I was so, so hard up on the fact that um society does not place an importance in my current role. But that's not true. Like every job scope and every role that you choose follow it's kind of important you know it's not always just oh you have a doctor oh my god you're so important it doesn't mean you're higher ranking a nurse is important as well i think a nurse is way more important because they are always like facing uh, the patients on a daily basis they probably know as much as a doctor as well it's just probably the difference is like a phd So what, you know? Um, So I just feel that we need to come out of that mindset of how different job scopes, this could be a different topic. I might be sidetracking here. Uh, How job scopes place an importance in society and we need to stop living like as if different job scopes have different um, levels or hierarchy. I think the word is hierarchy here. How do I pronounce this? So hierarchy. I don't know how you Hierarchy. Um, in the level of worth in the society. And I don't think that's true. I think everybody, every job scope has a different meaning and different purpose to play a role in whatever you are doing. So, yeah, I just want to like move on to the next session, which is I'll be like, who... Uh, how how did this topic come about? And I wanted to share, like, I was actually reflecting about who I was back then and how much I've changed. And I wanted to share a personal account because, you know, stories are so important. I was actually listening to, I was watching, sorry, I was watching uh, Michelle Obama's uh, documentary. And I don't know if you guys ever watched it, but I recommend you to watch her documentary because after I watched her documentary, I was like, oh my God, I love this woman to death. I love her so much. She literally said, so there was this, um, she, so she was actually on tour because she wrote a book, right? And, and so when she was on tour, she wanted to like, get closer to most of the um, students, like high school, and she wanted to like, form like a little, no, I wouldn't say webinar right a group session a small group session maybe 10 to 15 students and herself and for them to have a conversation and for them to ask her questions as well as what inspires her and so on and so forth so uh, during one of the sessions one of the girl um, she said she felt like she doesn't deserve to be in this spot because in order to get into that group session with uh, Michelle Obama you have to be selected right so she felt like she felt that imposter syndrome, basically. She felt that she wasn't worth it. Like, she wa- she didn't deserve to be in this spot. She wasn't sure why she was selected. And she was sharing her story how, like, you know, I don't really know why I was selected because all I do is I go to school, you know. After school, I work part-time. And the reason why I work part-time was because I... My dad, my dad is not able to work as much as he could because he had an injury. And so most of my part-time money, it goes to feeding my brothers, my younger brothers and she said like everything she does is for her younger brothers and she said that she's not she's not like the other uh president she's not a president of society of clubs or society of CCAs she's just you know a regular student and Michelle said to her and you think why and you still think that you do not deserve this spot. and she shared with her that you your story is very powerful your story gives you strength and i thought it was very like impactful on me because it kind of made me realize how like my story or even anyone else's story it stems from like getting to know yourself as well and really understanding your worth um in society and stuff so did i sidetrack this i think i did okay i'm really bad with my thoughts and structure but i'm trying to work on it But anyway, where I was trying to get there was, um, I wanted to share the difference with how, who I was back then and how much I've changed. And so, who I was back then, I, I felt this need to hustle all the time. I felt this need that the only way to get to the top, you need to hustle. You need to, like, work, like, nonstop. You need to work like horse, you know. It's such a, it's such an Asian mentality, which is very wrong. And who I was back then, I always felt this need to be abras- abrasive, or like rash, or or very rude and vulgar. Because I need to keep up a front. I need to put up a front where I seem like I'm strong, like as if like you know, um, I'm a badass. You know, I I wear dark clothes and stuff like that, and I will be loud and crazy just to prove like I'm not weak in a sense. And I think I, it, I literally change. 180 degrees, like, I no longer feel this need to show up as if I'm such a tough person. I no longer feel like, like, I would have to tell someone, like, fuck you, you know, who do you think? You know, I'm, I don't feel this need to do that anymore. I feel like there is strength in being gentle and there is strength in telling someone um, very patiently, how you feel of how they have made you feel. You know what I mean? So it's like you are, let's say, example, you are in an argument. You know, you do not need to shout back just to prove and exert your dominance. It's more of like, okay, let's work it out, you know? And so this is how much I've changed in the sense that um, I think it's also because of the way I grew up. I think the way my parents were always shouting To exert their dominance in a way they think that by raising your voice you are raising your level of dominance but i think i don't think that's how it works (laughs) you're just making it sound like you you don't really feel secure of yourself so i felt like i didn't really feel secure of myself which is true i didn't feel secure of myself and that's why i felt this need to pull up this front that i'm strong but actually i'm not and i'm starting to realize that it's okay to be the silent one, it's okay to be the the quieter one, it's okay to be the more patient one, and kind of let um, let it roll, you know? So, and also another thing I, I rejected myself when I was growing up was my creative side. So I always rejected this part of me where I felt like, um, that like I could do arts, I could do different things, I could do dance, I could do whatever, you know. I always rejected the part because I was thinking like, okay, no, 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 I can't. I need to focus on math, I need to focus on science. But actually, that's not true. I kind of like figure out and realize that it's okay to kind of pursue uh, whatever you like, regardless of whether it generates income or it generates um, success according to society, right? And so another site that... Um, I kinda of rejected and I think along the years I kind of stopped rejecting it, which was my ability, to, uh, my spiritual side, I not say ability, but like this spiritual side where I felt like, you know, you not be one, but like kind of realize there's some bigger entity out there and I don't have to always feel like I need to be hundred percent or five hundred percent in control. And so, um yeah, and and also back then, um I, this is the kind of story I was actually bullied in poly uh by by this group of like quote unquote friends uh, who said they were looking after me and the reason why they bullied me was because they had a 4.0 GPA but then I had a 3.5 and they called me like a waste of space in society. And okay, that's like a whole topic I should talk about. But basically, what happened was that on my, we were doing a project together, right? And then basically what happened was I had a bookmark where, this is 17 or 18 years, I was like 17 or 18 years old. And I, I put a bookmark about self-improvement where I, I, I bookmark all like, Like, tips on how to be more productive, tips on how to, you know, like, you know, life hack. I don't know if you guys uh, actually, like, did, like, uh, personal development at a very young age. Not young age, but, like, in the OG, like, Internet Explorer um or like chrome like back then where marketangel.com was marketangel.com was like my first personal development website that i followed and you guys should really check them out uh, not gonna lie it really helped me a lot but now they've grown into a really big company so um, i kind of prefer when they were like you know where they had different blog posts about or uh, what it takes to be happy why you're not happy and certain things like that and they share their perspective And so I bookmarked all of that. uh, And I call it personal development. And then when we were doing a project, they all had to like crawl around my laptop. And my laptop back then was like HP and it was like super small. And when they crawl around my laptop, they saw the bookmark. Because we were doing a project, right? They saw the bookmark and they started laughing and they said, open open, open the bookmark. Oh my God, you think? And then they they made fun of me. They made fun of me where they said like, oh my God, you think you're going to Change in a different person. You're already like so shitty. You shouldn't even change. So these people are really off when they say it to my face, and um, and they basically say and they basically made fun of me, and I felt so much pain. Like I felt like I wanted to shrink into like a hole and hide myself because what I felt, because I was already very embarrassed about the fact that I'm not good enough. So I, that's why I went, I wanted to improve, right? So that's why I saved a bookmark page for me to read and go back to read all these posts and websites and links. And basically these people kind of like, it was like literally the universe wanted to re-emphasize why you should shrink back and not tell the whole world you're into personal development. <laughs> That's why I felt like. It felt like, oh my God, this, this kind of re-emphasized or reinforced the fact that I shouldn't tell anyone that I want to do this, you know? And because I was made fun of uh, doing that, age group I kind of rejected the part of myself that I wanted to improve myself I rejected it so hard I say no I'm cool I'm cool you know and I think it was really bad it was very bad growing up like that and and I think it rejected my desire to improve on my own and I refused to read all those links and website that I, I saved which I think was kind of stupid I shouldn't have done that but you know I think ultimately that kind of helped me a lot the fact that I got bullied for trying to improve myself, uh, really just reinforced my fact that I need to improve myself, and it's okay to just share with everyone, um, like why I want to improve myself or this is who I am right now, you know. And so I think it was really, um, is it rudimental? What's the word like fundamental? I don't know. This is word I want to say something mental, right? <laughs> Where I was, I think it's a catalyst. Yeah, I think the right word like it was a catalyst for me. Um, oof, growing up, um, especially when you're like 17, 18, you're in that age group, age bracket where you're trying to fit in, you're trying to find where you belong. And I wanted to belong so bad uh, because I didn't really feel like I belonged at home. So I wanted, so I was like seeking external belonging. But then I think ultimately, at the end, um, we belong to ourselves. Uh, it doesn't really matter whether we fit in or not because isn't it ironic? You know, in high school you guys are all about supposed to be fitting in, but then in university they are asking you now, how do you differentiate yourself from everyone else? And, and when you apply for jobs, how do you differentiate yourself from everyone else? And then you're like, fuck! I've been trying to fit in. Now how do I explain that I'm different? <laughs> you know what I mean? oh it's such an irony in life, seriously. But anyway, so that's not the point. So I was, so kind of in a way like I was rejecting quite a lot of as. SM- of myself that i am now learning to accept it and i hope you guys too you know i hope this story will kind of resonate in you guys where you guys um not stop because i know it's quite hard it takes quite some time but like kind of recognize that hey i think i'm rejecting this part of myself hey why am i rejecting this part of myself and why, why, do I, why, why should I reject myself, you know? Like, you are you. Why should you reject something about yourself just because someone else made fun of you or because someone else kind of told you otherwise? So, um, and another reason why I was constantly rejecting myself and this whole self-hatred was because it probably stems from childhood conditioning. Where I was constantly critis- <laughs> I was constantly criticized at a very young age. Um, at a very um, since I was growing up, like I was never praised. I was never like told good job. No, actually, in fact, my parents never said good job ever. Like I the other day, okay, not but last year, <laughs> it's a funny story actually. I told my dad, oh, dad, I, I got first honors, and then he said, okay, what do you want for lunch? <laughs> Oh my God, it's so bad. Like, But I I don't know. I think it's just Asian parenting. Like, They just don't know how to compliment and it's not their fault because ultimately our parents are human beings and they don't really know how to express themselves. Ultimately, my dad kind of expressed it in different ways, like buying me dinner and stuff like that. So I think I'm okay with that Um, in that sense. And and so, yeah. And also, I think um, I was pleasing other people back then. Um, Right now, I'm not as much because I feel like I kind of grew out of, not grew out, but like, um, I think I did a lot of self-reflection, okay? Yeah, you know how people think, oh, you're going to grow up with this phase? But I don't think that's true. I think you need a lot of effort and self-reflection to really, really like, hey, why, why do I keep having this repeated pattern in my life? Why does this keep happening to me? What am I not learning from this pattern? You know what I mean? You know, you, you can't just ask yourself, why does this keep happening to me? And then not really think it through, like, okay, what is this theme in my life? What is this reoccurring to me? You know, and I think it's so important because then that's when you start to re-evaluate who you really are and start to unravel your authentic self because that's when you start to realize, okay, I think I'm rejecting this part of myself. This is why it keeps happening to me, you know? And so... Um, there will be moments and it does not mean okay what do I mean by moments so there'll be moments where you start to realize that uh, you are rejecting parts of yourself it could be small and you need to recognize that or it could be a really to you personally you think it's a very big event that made you reject yourself like maybe you were bullied or or perhaps like your parents said one comment okay even that one comment you may think oh it's so small oh it's, it's just an Asian parent thing. nope No, I'm gonna stop all of you right here. Okay, you have your own definition of pain threshold, and it does not mean that you have to compare yourself to everyone else. Your pain is your pain that you need to recognize and you need to self soothe. Okay, I know it sounds really weird for some people, but I learned this in therapy, and it's so important to like kind of like speak to yourself really more kindly and like tell yourself, okay, why are you upset? You know, okay, how can I make myself feel better? You know. It's not wrong, it's not selfish to want to make yourself feel better because you went through so much pain. And that pain, you may think or you may tell someone else and they might guess like you, oh, this is such a small event, but to you it's not. So don't let anyone guess like you and don't let anyone tell you love, is normal, no. If that hurts you, it hurts you and it is for you to kind of like sort it out and think about okay, where is this pain coming from? Why does it hurt to me hurt me so much? and what can I do to like, get from point a to point b to, to a better spot not necessarily like from scale one to ten i want f- the pain could be from let's say t- ten is being like the most painful to like one being like no pain at all i'm not saying that you're going to jump from point ten to point one immediately but you could like tell yourself okay how am i going to be how am i going to make this event or uh, in a sense less impactful or less painful how am I going to come to terms with you? How am I going to forgive myself or forgive the person that hurt me from like maybe 10 to 9? It could be as small as, okay, maybe I'm, I'm throwing away the gifts that they, they gave to me or I'm probably um, going to maybe try and figure out how to let go. You know what I mean? Or like watching videos of how to let go of how the much pain it hurt you. And so... Um, And so my next point would be, how did I change to to start to accept and stop rejecting myself? You know, I share with you the big difference, how I was from um, this very rash and like this uh, loud and crazy person to someone who's like really more calm right now and like really embracing my gentleness. Um, I only started accepting this like this year. Okay, maybe not this year, but like 2020. Yeah, and it was such a long and arduous journey because um, it... For me, uh, it probably stemmed from quite a lot of the pain I was going through and how it was unsustainable to keep hustling all the time and to, to keep uh, putting up a front. And because I keep putting up a front, it kind of pushed away a lot of people. Um, and I, I started to realize that, okay, this, there are people who still love me for me, right? But it's just that I kind of changed in the fact where um, it's internal. You know, I don't see the need to. To put out a big front, you know, I start to see, like, it's okay to be vulnerable. There is strength in being vulnerable. You, why is there strength? You're not burdening anybody. And the reason why you're not burdening anybody is because human beings are naturally compassionate. Okay, and you sharing your vulnerability to somebody, you're kinda of giving them this honor where they feel like oh my god, I can help someone. So in a way by being vulnerable you're kinda of helping someone make them feel like they're useful. <laughs> so I guess it's a two way like um, win win situation. So yeah, and I I kind of learned that and I realised that um, the reason why I realised I I didn't really need to be this strong-ass person boss babe because I felt like I needed to be like that in the finance industry. But I think um, you don't really need to because ultimately no matter which job you have you're a multifaceted individual. We need to stop thinking of the status quo uh, in the sense where oh, if you're this person you can only do this, you can only do that. But that's not true. You can... Your identity does not... It's not based on what you do, but it's based on, like, <clears throat> like, your own, like, you know, what your faith in, as well as... I don't think it's such a huge topic. Ah, no. so difficult. But, yeah, we're all... You know, you you could like different items. You could like soft and hard at the same time. You uh, You could like maybe like rock and roll, and you could also like EDM at the same time, or you could like rock and roll and maybe jazz. So what? You know, this music genre, you don't have to stick to one. Everyone loves different types of genre, and it's the same as you. As an individual, you may have both sides of you. Like, I can still be gentle. Right. I don't see the need to shout. I don't see the need to I, I can always be patient. But that doesn't mean that I will let and allow people to step over their boundaries anymore. It just means that I know how to set my boundaries, but with, with respect to the other person until the person starts to uh, disrespect the boundary again. And that's when I need to like, really be more firm in that sense. You know, so you can be kind of both sides of a coin in a single, as a single person, as, like, as an individual, basically, you know. And, yeah, you don't have to feel like, oh, you're imposter syndrome, you know. Um, but it's okay, it's okay to, one, maybe when you're doing work, you're, like, so serious, you know, you're so cold-hearted, but then when you're, like, with your friends, you're really funny, or maybe with your parents, you know, you're, 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 with your parents, you're in a different kind of personality. But I think these are all aspects of the self of ourselves that kind of like make us who we are. And so uh, who I've become now, I think I'm still evolving. I'm still changing as a person. But I'm learning how to be more gentle, not only to other people, but to myself especially. Like I need to stop saying shit things to myself and shitty things like you're a waste of space of society or I'll say like really awful things, you know. And so I kind of learn how to be more gentle and be like, you know what, you're doing good. Today you did good, you know. Praise yourself, okay? And then the next thing was that I always thought that I need to hustle 24-7 and if I'm not hustling, I'm not being productive, I'm, I'm wasting time. No, I told myself that, hey, you know, resting is being productive because I'm taking care of my body, I'm taking care of my mind, I'm taking care of my soul. And so I'm learning how to slow down. I'm learning how to meditate. I'm not like hardcore, like meditation, like five hours kind, but like at least like maybe five minutes. I'll I'll listen to guided meditation and be like, okay, help me out here. You know, I'll listen and let go. So in a sense, yeah. And I stopped wanting to have this badass image where I need to be like, I need to put up a strong front. So in a way, like right now, I kind of am embracing what I like, like fashion, self-improvement and all these things that make up who I am. And it doesn't mean that I don't like finance, but it's just, you know, this is who I am, and that's why we are all very interesting people, right? If you're just one-dimensional, I mean, it's good if you're one-dimensional, also no issue, but, like, sometimes, you know, it's okay to explore different aspects of yourself, you know? So, yeah, if you guys kind of know or you guys kind of, like, reflected about who you've changed from one, from, like, maybe from A to B, how, how you've changed over the years, feel free to, like, DM me in my, my Instagram, like Jonas Choice, okay? J-O-E, like, though, there is the same as the podcast. But yeah, just share it with me. I, I'm really curious. I want to know, like, how much have you guys changed? Because I think, like, personal growth is so important. And I hope, like, today's podcast is not about you're going to change overnight. This podcast is more of, like, really self-reflecting and be like, oh, hey, I did change. Oh, hey, I, I resonated with this. Oh, hey, maybe I am rejecting a part of myself, you know? and i hope everyone kind of like understand themselves better or even like not maybe not understand yourself better but kind of like a starting point like i kind of like planted a seed in your head and how you're going to be like oh okay shit wow this is real talk you know so I wanted to end this podcast um, with three questions for you guys to ask yourself, if you guys are kind of along this journey with me as well. Um, so the first, of course, be honest with yourself when you ask, answer these questions. So the first question would be, what's the identity you are currently portraying to society and to yourself? Who am I expecting myself to be? And why do I feel like I'm falling short? The third question is, is there a part of myself I'm rejecting or I'm suppressing or I'm denying or I'm feeling unhappy about my flaws? So these are the three questions. I hope you guys um, take the time to ponder. And if you like, you can, you know, download this podcast on Spotify or rank it on Apple podcast. You know, I'm on Apple podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and also share my podcast on Instagram or TikTok and tag me on your self-reflection. OK, at this Choice. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this podcast. I, I'm so sorry if this takes so long, but I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I can't wait for my next episode. All right. Tell me more if you guys like it. All right. See you guys. Happy Monday. Bye.